At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Welcome back to The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Scott Seidenberg, always on Twitter at Scott's On Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Tuesday is a big day in the NFL. It is the beginning of Deshaun Watson's uh, hearing. It's, a, it's actually, it's the, um, what's happening is it's the independent disciplinary officer who is Sue L. Robinson, the former federal judge, is going to uh, make the initial ruling on what punishment Deshaun Watson will face. The latest reports coming out is that the NFL has recommended that Deshaun Watson have an indefinite suspension of at least a year. This is not a surprise. This is something that we've talked about here on this show and across the network. And I told you, I've I've put it out there. I've already made a bet on week one of the NFL season. When the game was available, I bet the Panthers plus three and a half against the Cleveland Browns. Game's obviously not available now. We don't know what is going to happen, or we think we know what's going to happen. But right now there is uncertainty, so that market is currently not available. When looking at the Browns, Baker Mayfield's not going to be there. I I think we'd all be shocked if that was the case. And with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback, this team is not going to exceed the expectations that it had with Deshaun Watson at quarterback, not even match the expectations. Their odds to win the division have dropped. They are the third favorite to win the division now at plus 230. The Ravens are your favorite at plus 175. Then the Bengals at plus 190. It's the Browns at plus 230 and then the Steelers at 9-1. to I think these odds change even further once we get definitive word that Deshaun Watson is going to be out for an entire season. So if you like another team, and maybe it's the Steelers, like that 9-1 to is probably going to be much less than that because I think the odds will adjust once we get an official word about a Deshaun Watson suspension. So the hearing is going to begin on Tuesday. 
and Robinson uh, will review all the facts and consider arguments from lawyers as well as the NFL and the NFLPA and then decide on what punishment Deshaun Watson is going to get. It, According to reports, it is expected that Watson would appeal the suspension because that's what you do. If you get a suspension, you appeal the suspension, right? So let's say he's suspended for the entire season. The NFLPA and Deshaun Watson will uh, appeal it, but it's not going to, nothing's going to happen because Roger Goodell is going to be the one that makes the final determination on any appeal process. Or Roger Goodell picks somebody else and says, all right, you decide now. And it's just going to, they're not going to disagree with the independent um, the independent uh, disciplinary officer. The, the, uh, Roger Goodell or anybody that Goodell appoints is not going to disagree with Sue Robinson, especially when the NFL is the ones who are recommending what the suspension should be. So he's going to be suspended for at least a year. I think this is what's going to happen. And, and, and that doesn't mean that it's only a year. Because let's say over the course of the next several months or even over the course of the year, more evidence comes out in, in, in these lawsuits. Well, the NFL could then push the suspension even further. Like, they're going to say it's an indefinite suspension And so they're not going to put a time frame on that. They're just going to say it's at least a season. But it, you know, he'll have to basically apply for reinstatement and all that stuff after the season is is completed. But I, I just this is to me the most baffling part of all of this is the Cleveland Browns organization. How do you, as a business, because that is what these teams are, okay? They are businesses. How do you, as a business, trade away all commodities that you have, which which were four first-round picks, a third-round pick, and two fourth-round picks, for a guy that is going to be suspended for at least a season. How do you then pay that person a five-year, fully guaranteed $230 million contract when he is not going to play for at least a year? And how do you do that player a favor and give him a base salary of basically a million dollars for this season to help him avoid a heavy financial loss should he get suspended? 
I mean, do you do any due diligence? Do you do your research? There was nothing that the Browns dug up or they couldn't have dug up that was a red flag that said, uh, yeah, this is not a smart financial decision because this is a lot of wasted money here and this dude's probably not going to play for us. And if they say, all right, you know what? We don't care about the money because, well, we're going to do him a favor. We're only going to pay him a million bucks this year because he's probably not going to play this season. So he forfeits a million dollars. That's okay. And we know he'll play like, you know, 2023, 2024, and that's when we'll really pay him. So, But then he's going to play, so he's going to earn the money. Great. Um, what if he doesn't? And what if he's not the same guy after two years away from football? And what if any more information comes out? You know, he settled 20 of the 24 lawsuits. What if more comes out? What if this now case against the Houston Texans, because now the Texans are being charged uh, in in cases here about you know how um, it the, the team was compliant and they helped Deshaun Watson. I mean Watson he he's maintained he's never assaulted any women, but how do you? You know, the NFL's got to take a strong stance here on sexual misconduct. And to me, the Browns should have taken a strong stance against sexual misconduct. And and I don't feel bad for them. I don't feel bad for the Browns losing out on this money. And I don't feel bad for the Browns losing their draft commodities. And you know what? I hope the Texans really benefit well, maybe I don't, because maybe if the Texans were compliant, then, you know, forget them as well. But I'm just, just in terms of, like, the draft picks, like, I hope, like, the draft picks turn into, you know, what winds up being, like, generational talent that really helps your football team, because the Browns could have had those draft picks, but instead decided to trade it for a guy that's not going to play for them for at least a season. And from a betting perspective, it's fade city. For the Cleveland Browns, just continue just bet against them. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice team. I get it. And there's a lot of people that think that, who cares? Jacoby Brissett will be fine. And, and he'll be a stopgap, and they'll still win games because, you know, they got a talented team around him. And I get it. But the quarterback position is the most important position. And to to look at, you know, just the quarterbacks and, and where they're ranked and how much they mean to point spreads. And I, I'm sorry, I just, I, I can't see the Browns having a successful season with Jacoby Brissett as their starting quarterback. It's just not going to happen. 
I'm Scott Sadenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Talk a little more NFL coming up. Uh, our friend Brad Thomas from NBC uh, Sports Bet will uh, join us here on the program. He actually gave us a, a golf was he gave us a golf winner the um, the uh, uh, last time we had him on maybe a couple weeks ago. So maybe we'll get another golf pick from him for uh, what's coming up this weekend. Uh, I think who, which one the John Deere Classics coming up. But I'm trying to think of the, the winner that he gave us a couple of weeks ago. We'll talk to Brad about it coming up next. This is The Look Ahead with me, Scott Sedenberg, here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is the look ahead on VSN, the sports betting network. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. This is the look ahead on VSN, the sports betting network. You can hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air. Let's welcome in our friend Brad Thomas, Mister Brad Thomas on Twitter. He's all official. <laughs> from NBC Sports Bet. <laughs> and shout out to you, Brad, because on this show, you gave out Matt Fitzpatrick to win the U.S. Open. You mentioned his success there, winning the U.S. Amateur. So my hat that I'm not wearing, off to you, my friend, uh, for hitting that, what was it, plus 5,000, I think you got it at? Yeah, plus 5,000. Yeah, great bet on that. Matt Fitzpatrick to win the U.S. Open. Uh, I mean, great, good for you, bad for me because I had Will Zalatoris. So that was oh, another tough. another unfortunate loss for Willie Z uh, this season. Um, but we have another event coming up this weekend. We actually have two events coming up this weekend. I want to get your thoughts on both. Um, first, the John Deere Classic. Not exactly the field of heavyweight contenders that we're used to seeing, right? Yeah, no, the field doesn't have a single golfer in the top 50. After uh, Daniel Berger withdrew, uh, there's pretty much no big names in there. I mean, think about Jason Day, whose career is on the back end. A Webb Simpson, who's a little bit older. Adam Hadwin, who's still not even a huge name in the in the golf world, unless you're a golf enthusiast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Webb Simpson, a guy who uh, I bet last week, uh, didn't happen for me, but is he a guy that you're targeting here? I see he's the second favorite behind Adam Hadwin. Yeah, I hate betting golfers at these odds. Plus 1,200 is, I think, what I locked him in at, but he makes the most sense. It, honestly, if you think after Daniel Berger withdrew, Webb Simpson should be the favorite. 
every TPC course, you want to you want to find good ball strikers, guys who gain a ton of strokes on approach. And that's exactly what Webb Simpson is. There's a point in time last week when we're thinking Webb Simpson's going to win this tournament. And he finished, what, 13th at the Travelers. And that was a good display of golf from him, something that could be catapulted into this week in this weaker field. Like, if we were to look at every golfer in that field, A is hands in a way the best golfer in that field. And his price is good enough. Like, it kind of reminds me of... John Rahm in that Mexico open field. John Rahm at some places was plus 500. I think that's what the odds should have been a little bit more for Webb Simpson because he's a he's a birdie getter. Mm. And of course, like this, you want to score. You want to put birdies in bunches. I think he's the best birdie getter and ball striker in the field. All right. So we're going to place a bet on Webb Simpson. Anybody else you like for this event? <laughs> yes. James Huh. That's John. I mean, John Huh. H-U-H plus 6,000. <laughs> Listen, I built out a model and... My top four golfers in my model all ended up withdrawing, leaving one guy as number one, this John Hug guy. Hmm. Listen, at the, at the Travelers, he played very, very good golf. And what his knock has been over the past, let's say, five to ten tournaments is his putting. You know, his putting has, has been his demise. But at Travelers, he gained 2.6 strokes on the putting surface. And he's another guy who's a very good ball striker. Now, do I think he's going to win? Yes, I think he has a chance. But at plus 6,000 odds, you can give me this every single day in this weak field. I'm going to have to take it because you want good ball strikers, like I said, guys who can get birdies and bunches and guys who've been playing consistent golf. He's got three top 25 finishes in his last three tournaments. Oh, interesting stuff. John, huh? Huh? Yeah. yeah that's what we're going to bet. <laughs> uh, question. Will more people be watching the John Deere Classic or the Live Golf event in Portland this weekend? Uh, I'm going to have to say it's the live golf event and it's just unfortunate. It's not that people are going to think this live product is this amazing product to me personally. I'm not a fan of the no cut shotgun start style, but when you look at the fields, no one's playing John Deere because next week we have the, the Irish open. I mean, the Scottish open. Then the week after that, we have the open championship. Mm -hmm. So most of the golfers are focusing their attention. Some are playing in that program. So the field's just that much better in the Live Golf Tournament. The problem is a lot of people who watch golf now are DFS players, and DraftKings took down all the tournaments for Live Golf Tournament. I think it was because of the relationship with the PGA or something. Mm -hmm. they're, just not, they're just not offering them. They were up and then disappeared 15 minutes later. Wow, that's crazy that they, they pulled them here. Uh, I'm looking at some odds. And this field, I mean, you're right. I mean, just look at the names here. Dustin Johnson, Louis Oosthuizen, Brooks Kepker, Abraham Answer. Bryson DeChambeau, Sergio Garcia, Patrick Reed, Kevin Na. I mean, this is this is a good field for this event. Yes. Dustin Johnson is your favorite at plus 650. These odds are courtesy of Bet Rivers. Uh, Dustin Johnson plus 650. Brooks Kepka 10 to 1. Bryson DeChambeau 12 to 1. I mean, what can we expect to see from Bryson DeChambeau this weekend? I don't think Bryson's going to have a good showing. Listen, Bryson has been trying to come back from his wrist injury, and good for him. He went and got a bag. He went and got money. What kind of motivation is he going to have when he goes to this this Portland event? You know, he was chasing success, chasing money, and he he decided to go with money. He's coming back off injury. You think I'm going to put twelve to one, put money on a twelve to one guy who's coming off a major surgery? There's not a chance. I've been fading him actively. Any chance I get when he when he was injured, now I'm if I if you're telling me I have a chance to fade Bryson again, even if it's just mentally and no actual money, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. I certainly don't want to back him. And Phil Mickelson, 
66 to 1 to win this event. It's crazy when you see a guy um, of that caliber uh, with those long shot odds because people just don't respect him anymore as a, as a player. Yeah, no, Phil Mickelson, he, and he has so much going on in his life. The drama with his old caddy bones, the drama with this live league. If you watch the interviews of everyone who has defected over to live, Phil Mickelson by far has had the worst interviews, has handled the questions the worst. And it's weird, too, because you think him being the more senior golfer out and and he should have been prepared for this. Like he should have known how to handle the questions, but it just looks like it's weighing on him and his golf game wasn't at its highest level already. Do you think that uh, part of Brooks Kepka's deal was that the Live Golf Tour take his little brother Chase as well? Because he is uh, 250 to one to win this event, Chase Kepka. <laughs> that was the writing on the wall. The second that Chase Kepka announced that he's going to play and live, it was just a matter of time before uh, Brooks said, I'm going over there. And I know it had to have been part of the deal because you're just not signing up like we're going to get Chase. Yeah. We, can't, we might not get Brooks. No, Brooks is probably like, I'll come over, but you have to set up my family too. Yep. And they absolutely did. I'm sure. Uh, Brad, tomorrow in the NFL is the uh, disciplinary hearing for Deshaun Watson. And uh, the NFL has recommended that he's going to get at least a year. I've been saying all along, fade this Browns team. I don't know what they're going to look like. And we know that Deshaun Watson is absolutely not going to play. I don't care what appeal he lays out. When looking at that division, is there a team that you would bet to win that division right now, uh, whether it's the Ravens or even the defending uh, AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. What, what's your read right now in the AFC North? Well, the AFC North is a tough one for me because you clearly have two teams. I'm, I, we're going to say Deshaun Watson's not playing. Next Correct. Year. You clearly have two teams who, in my opinion, are coin flips because the problem we had last year is the Ravens were just so banged up. You didn't know what that defense was going to do. Now the Ravens are healthy. I know they have no Hollywood Brown on offense, but that offense didn't really need a Hollywood Brown. You look how many drops he had last season, how many times he could have been super impactful in key moments and he quite wasn't there. And then you have the Bengals who are the Bengals, but it's hard to continue that success. You, is, this is a year two of this new Bengals dynasty. They made some good offseason moves, picking up some offensive linemen, picking up good talent, but I just think it's a two-headed race and I don't want any part of it. Mm. I, I, For me, unless I'm getting a price like, plus 300 on the Bengals, and that'd yeah. be the only way i jump. But I think the odds are fair there. Yeah, maybe wait maybe wait a couple of weeks into the season and see what yeah. happens uh, maybe after the first quarter of the season. Is there a division bet out there that's really attractive to you right now? Yeah, it's going to be the Colts. And <laughs> I hate futures bets that, have, that are not plus odds, but Colts at minus 125 to win the AFC South. So uh, on Sharp Football, they are graded as the third easiest schedule in football. Now they're adding Matt Ryan. So I heard a saying, and I totally agree with it. Matt Ryan's not the kind of quarterback who's going to go out there and win you a ton of games, but he's certainly not the type of quarterback that's going to lose you games, mm. a la Carson Wentz. They have Jonathan Taylor, the best running back in the league. They added great, great defensive play, great defensive pieces for a team that was already sound defensively. Then we look at the Titans, right? The Titans were nothing without A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. You know, Traylon Burks is going to have a huge huge load to carry on his shoulder because he will be that offense from a passing standpoint. Mm. And then we know the Texans Jags, they'll get there. They'll get there at some point. I don't think it's going to be in the next two years. And so you're telling me this Colts team was nine and eight last season added a better quarterback or a quarterback who won't lose you the game. 
and they're playing on an easier schedule, I, I I have to jump at that. Yeah, I think you're right with that, with that Colts team and with Matt Ryan there especially. Brad, appreciate the time and the insight. Good luck with your bets. Thank you so much. Take care. There he is, Brad Thomas, NBC Sports uh, Bet. You can follow him on Twitter, at Mr. Brad Thomas. And, yes, uh, so he likes uh, Webb Simpson and uh, John Huh in the John Deere this weekend. And, yes, he did give us Matt Fitzpatrick. Didn't play it. But I give him credit because he told it to us, Matt Fitzpatrick, for the U.S. Open. So a nice cash for him on that. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. I want to continue the football conversation, but I want to shift gears to college football here for a moment uh, because I have an interesting thought about the futures market. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. This is the look ahead on VSN, the sports betting network. Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free to play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken, you're made better. 21 and over only, terms and conditions, and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Please drink responsibly. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. I wanted to talk about the college football futures market here for a moment. Uh, Haven't started to dive into college football just yet. Last week we had really our first college football conversation with our our friend uh, Chris Landry, football scout, coach, and consultant. And I'm going to start getting into a little bit more. I'm just so locked into baseball right now that I haven't done a lot of college football homework, just just a little bit, been reading up some articles here and there. Uh, But I have a couple of questions and maybe some thoughts. So Arch Manning committing to Texas. What effect does that have on the current quarterback, Quinn Ewers? Now, Quinn's a guy who signed a big NIL deal and uh, certainly a polarizing figure. But Quinn Ewers right now, his Heisman odds are 40 to 1. And, you know, Texas is a team that is intriguing because... uh, they're going to go out there and, you know, this is them in Oklahoma are going to the SEC. So this is like the last chance you go out there to try and win the Big 12. Could this be a big year for Texas football to go out there and win the Big 12? And could this be a big year for Quinn Ewers, who is going to want to establish himself as one of the elite quarterbacks in college football. So that next season, and not this coming season, like the following season, like 2023, when Arch Manning comes in, there's no questions about who's the quarterback. It's Ewers' job, and you'll probably have to redshirt Arch Manning for a season. 
So maybe this is an opportunity to back Texas and to back Quinn Ewers. So you look at Texas plus 250 to win the Big 12. Interesting there. To win the national championship, Texas is 80 to 1. Now, 80 to 1 is pretty wild, right? But think about this. Someone has to be the fourth team. Because we expect it to be the usual suspects when it comes to the college football playoff. You'll have Ohio State out of the Big Ten. You'll have the SEC winner. And right now, it's Alabama and Georgia head and shoulders above everybody else. Yeah, Texas A&M maybe, but okay. SEC winner, Ohio State. You know, Clemson should have a bounce back season and could very well run through the ACC. And so who's like the fourth team? Is it Notre Dame? Is it the Big 12 champ? And is that Big 12 champ Oklahoma? Is it Texas? And let's say it is Texas with a big season out of yours. And B. John Robinson puts up big numbers as well. 80 to 1. Not a terrible long shot for the Longhorns. Uh, 40 to 1 on uh, Quinn Ewers to win the Heisman Trophy. But I have another Heisman long shot. And this one is 150 to 1. The name is Cade Klubnik. Klubnik spelled K L. U-B-N-I-K. And some of you listening or watching might ask, Scott, who the hell is Cade Klubnik? Cade Klubnik was the number one ranked quarterback in the class of 2022. A five-star recruit that is playing for Dabo Swinney at Clemson. He is currently a backup to DJ Uyunglele. And from all reports out of Clemson, DJ is still the starting quarterback going into this offseason and coming out of spring football where in the spring game, he, what did he do? Threw for 17 of 36 for 175 yards and an interception, while Klubnik in the spring game, 15 of 23 with a touchdown. But from all accounts, Dabo Swinney said, DJ is the starter. And while I do believe that he will be the starter at the beginning of the season, this is a guy who last year, did not live up to the hype when he played a couple of games as a freshman in 2020 when he started against Boston College and Notre Dame, throwing for 781 yards and four touchdowns. Last season, struggled a bit as Clemson struggled a bit. 
And some people say, well, maybe that's like a transition year, and this year they'll be better. But could it also be a transition year? I mean, the coordinators are gone, and it's uh, Wes Goodwin and um, Streeter are replacing Brent Venables as and, and Elliot as the coordinators. And so maybe if DJ struggles in the first two games, and let's say Clemson, I don't want to give him a loss, but let's just say that Clemson maybe barely wins. Like I say, they struggle. They're the first couple of games. Maybe they make a quarterback switch. And maybe they, at some point, go to DJ. I mean, go to uh, Klubnik. And if he leads them to a ACC championship and a college football playoff berth, Perhaps this kid at 150 to 1 could play his way to a Heisman Trophy. The Clemson schedule this season at Georgia Tech Week 1. Home against Furman, Louisiana Tech. At Wake Forest, home to NC State. At Boston College, at Florida State, home to Syracuse. At Notre Dame. Home to Louisville, home to Miami, home to South Carolina. Your The road games, the first game of the year, which is at Georgia Tech, but it's not really at Georgia Tech. It's at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, which is basically a home game for Georgia Tech. But it's a, technically a neutral site game, so a lot of Clemson fans will be there. They'll play at Wake Forest their first road test at Boston College, at Florida State, and then at Notre Dame. That's it. So one, two, three, four road games this year. I mean, Clemson's four road games. Wake, BC, Florida State, and Notre Dame. That's it. This team is going undefeated, likely. Maybe they lose at Notre Dame, but they'll they'll have a really good shot to get to the college football playoff. And yeah, DJ's odds are up there. He's thirty to one to win the Heisman. But give me his backup at one hundred and fifty to one. DJ is their fourth favorite to win the Heisman right now. So if I can get the quarterback that replaces him potentially at one hundred and fifty to one. That's the bet that I'm going to be willing to make that this guy struggles and we get a replacement quarterback that takes over and does the same thing. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's On Air. Coming up next, we'll get back into the NFL with Ben Brown from PFF. This is The Look Ahead right here on v the Sports Betting Network.
This is the look ahead here on VSIN. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. The Sports Betting Network. As we uh, continue the NFL conversation here uh, and, and really get into the big topic, which is the Deshaun Watson disciplinary hearing. Let's welcome in Ben Brown from PFF. Joining me, Scott Seidenberg here on VSIN. And Ben, I think there's no surprise when it comes to any type of punishment that's going to be handed down on with Deshaun Watson. I've talked about the bet that I placed a while ago, which is no longer available right now, but it was the Carolina Panthers in week one. And should the Browns make a quarterback change or a different move that's not Jacoby Brissett, then yes, it would be uh, surprising. But as it stands right now, Deshaun Watson likely going to get suspended for a year. We'll find out what happens uh, coming up here after the disciplinary hearing on Tuesday. I'm just all on the Browns' fade here. I'm not buying into the Browns have being successful without Deshaun Watson. Frankly, I think it was a stupid decision for them to sacrifice the commodities that they did and uh, pay Deshaun Watson what they did. And so I just think this team is going to be not as successful as they were last year, and they weren't even really successful last season. Uh, What's your take, Ben, on the Cleveland Browns without Deshaun Watson, as we can hopefully say Deshaun is not going to be playing this season after the disciplinary hearing here on Tuesday? Yeah, I definitely agree with you 100%. I do think, you know, the, 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 the public sentiment in Deshaun Watson has definitely shifted dramatically, right? I do think, you know, throughout the course of the offseason, there was maybe some speculation as far as like how 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 long would he actually be suspended? Uh, you know, the most recent uh, news and information that kind of came to light, it seemed like it kind of shifted things uh, to a more aggressive nature to the point where uh, there was very little chance that he was going to be able to play in 2022. And I think, you know, people looked at that uh, and kind of realized that, you know, the Browns uh, took a pretty big Hail Mary shot on Deshaun Watson, hoping that they maybe had all the information uh, in order to make the best decision uh and you know they kind of look like they uh got caught holding the bag here a little bit right i think that uh them basically having you know another last year going all in on deshaun watson him not being available to play uh ages their roster in a significant way and i think it makes them look uh relatively foolish i know you touched on it uh you like the carolina panthers potentially as a play in week one if they do have jacoby Brissett at quarterback uh my approach was to kind of buy into you know the other two teams in the afc North because you know even you know two or three weeks ago uh, the Cleveland Browns were the 
we're the favorites to at least win the AFC North. That's obviously shifted a little bit now, but I do still think, you know, a team like the Cincinnati Bengals at plus 190 uh, moved down from plus 240, plus 200 after the draft uh, make a ton of sense right now uh, to kind of take that AFC North. Of course, the Baltimore Ravens uh, are obviously involved in that discussion as well, but uh, this looks like a two horse race for uh, a division that was at one point looking like it could be the strongest in the NFL with no Deshaun Watson. Uh, I do think it's another last year for the Cleveland Browns, and they are, like you said, uh, the the most obvious team to fade here as we head into 2022. Uh, there are some people that would argue, though, hey, the roster is great. You know, they have talent on defense. They got talent on offense around the quarterback. But how, how, what's the big what's the difference? What's the downgrade? from last year's team. So if you just compare Jacoby Brissett to Baker Mayfield, what's the downgrade? Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty drastic. I would say, you know, uh, three and a half to four points just wow. on like, wow. you know, a spread headed into one week, I think between Baker Mayfield and Jacoby Brissett, uh, you know, they did get Amari Cooper as well. Uh, don't have any, have, don't have, you know, Jarvis Landry, anybody else at the wide receiver position, but I, I don't really think they improved as much as people want to say at that skill position. So uh, they were really talented, especially defensively uh, uh, as well. But I think, you know, outside of that, we saw the reasons for why they wanted to make a move to upgrade at quarterback last year. Uh, and, and without that actually playing out for them in the best way or best possible manner, uh, they're going to have another down year and in a really strong AFC. Uh, I think they're on the outside looking at the playoffs once again here. Let's talk a little bit about the awards market looking ahead at this uh, football season. And, you know, there's been a lot of talk about the possible uh, awards for, you know, offensive and defensive rookie of the year. Naturally, after the NFL draft, everyone gets excited over players that are going to be playing for their team. Anybody that you're picking out here for some of these rookie awards? Yeah, definitely. I, I'm, I'm looking at the top of the market for the defensive rookie of the year. I know everyone uh, is kind of projecting the Detroit Lions to to make a pretty significant step forward here in 2022. Dan Campbell's second year uh, has suddenly moved to the second longest tenured coach of any, you know, of any coach in the NFC North. So I think they're headed in the right direction. I do think that Aiden Hutchinson was uh, a great pick for them at number two overall. Kind of the perfect fit for uh what Dan Campbell wants to establish. He has a really clear path to uh, production here, starting off right away in week one uh, at the NFL level. And I do think that this is, you know, the defense rookie year is definitely an award dominated by those edge edge rushers, edge defenders. So I do think if Hutchinson kind of gets up into that eight, nine, ten sec, ten sack sort of uh, range, I do think that if, you know, the Lions take a step forward, go over their six and a half game win total, that uh, he is the clear uh, favorite to win this award. And I do think it makes a ton of sense for him to be, you know, the best price player, or the shortest price player right now. But I do still think, you know, at a plus 500 type odd situation, uh, he's a guy that I like quite a bit. So I like Hutchinson to win defense the rookie of the year. Uh, not a ton is popping up, I would say, uh, in the offense rookie of the year market. Of course, you know, it's a spot where you typically want to go toward uh, some sort of quarterback. It doesn't look like any of those guys are going to have, you know, the opportunity to start here uh, right away in week one. So I'm looking more for a guy like James Cook. High powered offense uh, could be one of the best offenses, if not the best offense in the NFL, uh, has a clear path to touches right away and is a guy that could definitely take over uh, some of those opportunities here as we move toward the latter half of the 2022 season. So I think he's much better than uh, you know, Devin Singletary, who's probably going to be taking touches from. And I do think that 
given the fact that he can win, you know, on both the ground and through the air, uh, James Cook to win offense rookie of the year is probably the long shot bet that I would be making uh, right now in that particular market. Can I interest you in a Russell Wilson MVP bet at 14 to one? See, this is this is the spot. I think you. Uh, there's a lot of people all in on the Denver Broncos. Uh, you know, we we at PFF weren't necessarily uh, high, or we were probably one of the lowest. I would say, uh, people, uh, you know, let's content producers or whatever on the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, so I think you know, lightning striking bottle striking in the bottle twice. Them actually, you know, getting the veteran quarterback. Uh, and everything falling into place right away in year one, uh, it makes me a little bit nervous. So I think I'm probably out on, you know, the Russell Wilson hype here. I can definitely see a path to it being, you know, a profitable bet, but uh, it's a spot where I'm just not really playing uh, the Denver Broncos upside here too much this offseason. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. Um, if, the, it, would it, if there's a guy that's outside of the Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, who would it be? That is a good. That's a good question. So let's see. I think if you're looking at guys right now, obviously, um, is it Justin Herbert? Is that obvious? Could, I mean, I would. I don't. I didn't want to say him either. I kind of lumped those top six together. Uh, maybe even the top eight with Matthew Stafford included as well. I mean, uh, I think you know Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray are two guys who uh, have done it before. Don't necessarily have a ton of talent around him. Of course, you know DeAndre Hopkins is going to be out the first six games of the season. So I think. The, those two guys, given what they can do both on the ground and through the air, if, if both of them kind of take, you know, a pretty decent step forward passing wise, uh, I think they're kind of my play. I would lean towards Kyler Murray uh, if they somehow end up winning that NFC West, which they were, you know, they were kind of right there in the thick of things before uh, he got banged up and wasn't necessarily as dynamic of a playmaker as he was in the first half of the 2021 season. So I would lean in that direction quite a bit, but I definitely think it's the spot where you got to go quarterback yeah. uh, or else you probably just throw And those guys are interesting names. Uh, Ben, appreciate the time and insight as always, my friend. We'll catch up again soon. Thanks, Scott. Have a great show. There he is. Ben Brown from PFF. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You're on the look ahead on Visa. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare 